Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika na Wa ishadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجدين I praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's the only one worthy of praise I seek his help, his guidance and his forgiveness I believe in him and I trust him I seek refuge in Almighty Allah from the evil of our persons Indeed whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to al-Islam no one can mislead him after Allah <coughs> And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would him astray No one can guide him after Allah I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets O Muslims you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah, which is the Qur'an. The best guidance is the court of the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is his sunnah. The words of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Al-Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Al-Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the best of your ability, fear Allah, and don't die unless you are Muslim. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Al-Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all. And I'd like to welcome you to this series of common mistakes of those who make in Salah. And inshallah, we have today a new chapter, chapter number 11, which he talks about some mistakes that some of those who making the salah they do it after salat al-fatha going until sujood. So basically, our chapter today related to congregation prayer, what is done by the ma'mumin, the followers of the imam, especially after salat, after saying takbir and being in salah after salat and saying the fatiha. One of the common mistakes that done by some Muslims coming to the prayer <coughs> while they are 
has the urge to call, to answer the call of nature. And this is something that which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam discouraged. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has told us in the authentic hadith, لا صلاة بحضرة طعام ولا هو يدافع الأخبثان which is the meaning is that is no salah in the presence of food neither salah while a person has the urge of answering the call of nature <laughs> from this hadith we understand that the Prophet ﷺ teaching us about the proper way to approach our prayer and about one of the main elements <coughs> that helps us to be mindful and be humble in our prayer so the person have to get rid of anything that causing distraction to him during his salah and one of the main things that can be disturbing the person in his prayer if he if he's hungry and the food is ready there so the proper way and the sunnah that the person to go ahead and to start with the food first especially if he was fasting especially if the dinner is ready <coughs> so the sunnah that the person to fulfill his need from the food and after this he will make the salah also this will apply to a person <coughs> excuse me that he needs to answer the call of nature i.e. he has to go to the bathroom some people because they've been lazy they don't want to go refresh their wudu so they said okay let's go ahead and make our salah while we are having the wudu but in the meantime he could not stand straight or be mindful in the prayer because he's scared that he may lose his wudu. This is not proper and this is not supposed to be done. A person, if he is in salah and something urgent happened to him, as example, that he had to go to the bathroom, that means when he started his prayer, he was okay. And now the Imam starts reciting longer. A person, he can finish his own prayer by his, by himself, i.e. that he will separate himself from the Imam and he will go ahead and finish his prayer and inshallah this will be acceptable. And this build on the evidence that been having with the man who separated from the Salah behind Mu'adh, may Allah be pleased with him. And we understand the Prophet ﷺ didn't admonish the man for separating himself from the Jama'ah because his need and the, that the Imam which Mu'adh had took so long in the Salah leading the prayer. <coughs> the next issue about somebody coming late to the prayer and he doesn't find a place in the line where the person should pray what the person can do 
something became commonly among the Muslims, some Muslims, they go and they grab somebody from the line, so they can perform another line, and this is not right. The hadith that been related to this issue is a weak hadith. And Sheikh Al-Albani, rahmatullahi alayhi, had noted that this hadith is weak. Which is supposed to be saying, أَلَا دَخَلْتَ فِي الصَّفِّي أَوْ جَذَبْتَ رَجُلًا فَاللَّهَ مَعَكَ أَعْدِ الصَّلَاةِ which is the Prophet وسلم, supposed to be saying to somebody who pray behind the line by himself, why you didn't try to squeeze yourself into the rank or grab somebody and make a line with him. This hadith is weak. When a person come and will find that line or the rank of the prayer is full, now he have to have other choice. One of them is that he tries to squeeze himself in the first or the second rank, one of this rank that's been already established. You know, sometimes the Muslim be praying, having their legs wide open, not touching shoulder to shoulder. And in actuality, if you try to squeeze between them, there will be enough room for you. This is one choice. The second choice, a person can wait until somebody else will come and they will make a line with him. Other possibilities that a person will go and cross in front of the line and go in the right side of the imam and pray beside the imam. All these things acceptable. Nevertheless, if none of this can be established, a person can go ahead and pray behind the line. But maybe somebody will ask me, did the Prophet said that La Salat There is no prayer for the person who praying by himself behind the line. I said yes, the hadith is right. But this for the person who do it intentionally. This for a person who doesn't make an effort to join the rank or to squeeze in the rank. So this hadith will apply to him. But if the person try, there is no way to reach to the imam. There is no way to squeeze in the rank. So and if he waited all the time and maybe nobody will come and he will miss Salat al-Jama'ah, we say to him, go ahead and pray behind the rank by yourself, and inshallah the salah is acceptable. In actuality, this mistake that done by some Muslims, they go and they grab somebody from the line and make a line with them, is a disturbance for the person who making the salah. In addition to this, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that man wasala saffan wasalaullah wa man qata'a saffan qata'ahullah which is the meaning is that whosoever join a rank Allah will join him and whosoever break a rank Allah will break him.
so we shouldn't be breaking a line to make a line. This is not right. Taking the person out of the rank, that you break in the rank of the prayer of the jama'ah, and this is not acceptable. Another issue. <coughs> if the line is complete and two people came together, which where they supposed to start the line? The proper way, the proper way that the line starts behind the imam. Doesn't matter if it's the first line or the second line or after the jama'ah had started already and two people come, always the line starts from behind the imam. And after this you go to the right and to the left. Right and the left. And this is the way how it's supposed to be building the line. So the imam is the center of the jama'ah prayer. So we did not go all the way to the right and start a rank, but we stand behind the imam and start a new line. Another point concerning a lot of imams, they've forgotten about the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, about waiting for the person who entering from the door. And the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to elongate his ruku' and make the first rak'ah longer than the second rak'ah. All these things to give a chance to the Muslims to catch the whole prayer. And therefore, if the Imam hears somebody walking, coming in to the mosque, and he is already in Rukur, he should wait a little bit, as long as not going to be too much disturbance for the rest of the people. He can give it one minute more. He can make more subhana rabbi al-azim in his ruku' to give a chance to the person who's walking that already got into the door to reach to the line so he can catch the raka. Also from the common mistakes that done by some Muslims, they did not take their time in the ruku'ah. And as we understand that the ruku' in the prayer is very important rukun, is very important and essential part. And the moment they reach to the ruku', the moment they get up, and this is not right. In actuality, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to balance between the time of recitation and the time of ruku' and the time after raising from ruku' and the time for sujood. So all of them almost to be equal to each other. And we are not going to establish this kind of tuma'nina and taking time in ruku' unless the person do what the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to do. And this by number one, putting the palms of your hands in your knees. Number two, open your fingers and spread them around your calf knee and they grab your knee.
Number three, stretch in your back and make it straight. Wait for each limb to take its place and make the head your head even with your back. So if you did not do these four or five things, that mean you am in position of rukur or sujood. Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, narrated, فَأَمَّا الرُّكُوعِ فَعَظِّمُ فِيهِ الرَّبِّ عَزَّ وَجَلُّ That means the rukur is to glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying subhana rabbi al-azim and as to do the prostration is for the person to make dua because the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has told us أَقْرَبُ مَا يَكُونُ الْعَبْدِ مَنْ رَبِّهِ وَهُوَ سَاجِبُ فَأَكْثِرُوا فِي الدُّعَاءِ This hadith in the collection of Imam Muslim rahmatullahi alayhi saying what the meaning is the closer position a slave servant of Allah will be to Allah while he is in sujood so increase your supplication increase your supplication during your sujood so we should so we shouldn't be jumping up and down, try to make our salah so fast, take our time, bow down, make sure that every bone takes its place, glorify the name of Allah, and think about what you're saying, and when you are in sujood, remember that you are so close to Allah in this position, and increase your dua, and ask Allah and beg Him for what you want. Also from the common mistake that done by some Muslims that when they raise from Ruku' and say Sami Allahu liman hamida they will raise their hands as if they are supplicating Allah and this is wrong. You're supposed to raise your hands with your palms facing the Qibla the same way like when you enter your Salah. Not to do it as if you are making dua. Also from the common mistake that some Muslims, when they rise up from ruku' and say, Sami'a Allahu liman hamidah, they look up all the way to the sky. And this is totally wrong. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had warned us against this and said that such a person who do this, he should be scared that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be changing his face to the image of a donkey. And also in another narration he warned us against this, that the people doesn't cease and stop raising their vision to the sky after coming from Ruku' and maybe, maybe Allah will take their vision away from them. Also from the common mistakes that some Muslims when they enter the prayer and they want to catch the rak'ah and the imam already in ruku' they say Allahu Akbar and they are in ruku' in actuality this is wrong it may be even spoil his prayer because when you enter your salah you're supposed to enter your salah standing up and you enter with the takbir Allahu Akbar so what some Muslims they do, they run to catch the salah and say, Allahu Akbar, they already in ruku'ah. 
the proper way that you say Allahu Akbar and you enter your salah standing up. After this you say Allahu Akbar and you go to Rukur. So we don't mix things together. There is no shortcut in the salah. Also I would like to mention about the dispute that happened among Muslims concerning the issue of where to put your hands after raising from Rukur. In actuality, this issue it became a dispute among the scholars and the students of knowledge. What we have clear-cut evidence in the hadith is to put the right hand on the left hand during the salah and put it in your chest. As for where to put it after the rukur, there is some hadith which it can be understood that to put it in your chest, but it's not a clear-cut evidence. As a result of this, you can find the reason for the differences among the scholars. Imam Ahmad rahmatullahi alayhi said, if he wish he will put his hands down and if he wish he will put it on his chest after he rides from the Rukur. The hadith related to this issue are three. One is by Sal ibn Sa'd al-Sa'idi, which is in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari. كان الناس يؤمرون أن يضع الرجل اليد اليمنى على ذراع اليسرى في الصلاة. That the person used to be commanded, the people used to be commanded to put the right hand on the left arm in the salah. So it didn't say when. Okay. So some of the scholars they understood that this before Rukur as well as after Rukur. The second hadith is hadith Wa'il ibn Hujr radiallahu anhu. And he said that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he made takbir, and after this he wrapped his sobe around him, and he put the right hand on the left. He didn't tell us it was this only in the beginning or after the rukur also. The the hadith that really brought more. Misunderstanding is the hadith by Abu Hamid al-Sa'idi. He said, I saw the Prophet sallallahu he put his hands equal to his shoulders. And he said, Allahu Akbar. And after this, when he went to Rukur, he did the same thing. And he said when he raised his head,
he waited until each bones went back to its original place. So now Abu Hamid al-Sa'idi describing the prayer of the Prophet sallallahu So he said when the Prophet got up from the ruku' he waited until each bones went back to the original place. So what this meant? What this supposed to mean? Is it mean the arms went back again to where it's supposed to be before the ruku' Or he's talking about the bones of the back. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows this. So some of the scholars, they went with the understanding that putting the hands on the chest after the ruku' while the other they said no. Nevertheless, this shouldn't be the issue that we dispute and disagree with each other. Those who choose this, alhamdulillah, those who choose the other opinion, alhamdulillah. Also from the common mistakes that are done by some Muslims, they did not answer the salam because they are in salah. And we have the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which been narrated to us from Ibn Umar radiallahu anhu, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam So Al-Ansar came when the Prophet sallallahu was making salah in the mosque of Quba. And he greeted the Prophet sallallahu while he's making salah. So he said, قال يقول هكذا وبسط كفه وجعل بطنه أسفل وجعل ظهره إلى فوق that means the Prophet ﷺ replied the salam to the Ansar while he was in his salah by moving his hand and making the bottom of his hand to the ground and the, the back of his hand to the sky. So this is the way how to answer the salam. While you are in salah, you don't say wa alaykum salam but you move your hand like this. And to some Muslims they understand they will say to the others, are you crazy you don't see me making salah, how you can tell me salam alaykum. Also from the common mistakes that done by some Muslims, they holding back certain parts of their bodies or their clothes when they are in salah. Especially those who wear this what called kufaya. Look like something similar to the khimar for the woman. So when they go to make sujood and the khimar falls on the ground, they throw it on their back. Or they roll their sleeves. Or if a person has a long hair and his long hair fall, he put it back. All this is wrong. The hadith which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said reported by Ibn Abbas أمر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أن يسجد على سبعة أعضاء 
ولا يكف شعرا ولا ثوبا This hadith in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari The Prophet ﷺ being commanded to prostrate on seven bones and not to hold back a garment or hair So you let your your soap, your coffee, your your abaya, your your hair, anything that falls on the ground with you, you let it go prostrate with you. Okay, inshallah. One last thing and we we'll stop for today. And this concerning some people in Salat al Zuhr, if they praying by himself or praying behind the Imam, they think because it's a sacred prayer they did not say anything. They only read it in their mind. And this is not right. You're supposed to say it, but you don't say it loud. Nobody hear it. But he said it. And we understand that the Sahaba told us the Prophet wasallam used to recite in Salat al-Zur and Salat al-Asr. This hadith Abi Mu'mar, he said, we said to Khabbab, would the Rasulullah Sallallahu used to recite Quran in Salat al-Zahr and Asr? He said, of course. He said, بما كنتم تعرفون ذاك? قال بالتراب الحياتي. He asked him, how did you know the Prophet was reciting something in Salah? He said, because we see his beard. He said, how did you know that the Prophet ﷺ was reciting Quran in Salat al-Zuhr and Salat al-Asr? He said, because we saw his beard moving. He's the Imam and the Sahaba behind him, so they can see his beard because the beard of the Prophet ﷺ was so big, huge. So if he's standing behind the Prophet and he's saying Quran, you can see. You don't hear the voice, but you can hear his lihya, his beard is moving. And inshallah, we're going to stop here and we'll continue in next week inshallah for more common mistakes that done in the salah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. If anybody have a question, comments, concern, you may present it now. Thank you. In conclusion, we ask Allah that he brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyal 114.57, Saudi Arabia. Phone 445-4900, also 491-6065. Fax 497-0126 If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh